afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone that's tuned in. Um, this was more of a random session. And to be honest with you, I think it's um, deliberate of the spirit. I think it's a time for us to spend in prayer. If I'm to be honest with you, the reason why I called or better yet, the reason why the Holy Spirit called for this session is so that as a family, we can pray. I recalled when Pastor Pasola did the word charge um, earlier this year. I think it was for when we were speaking about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. We were speaking about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And I think in her word charge, she started to say that it was because they were in one place. They were together in one place and the Spirit came. So yes, indeed, like Pastor Ayo was leading the prayers. Our prayers, Holy Spirit. We're receiving the Holy Spirit. We're believing God for the Holy Spirit. Um, um, Pastor Tumashe as well led us this morning in that prayer. Today's the last day before, or the day before the last of our prayers, um, according to the 28 days of prayers. So I think it makes sense that we spend time in prayer. The goal today is for us to groan, to get to a place of groaning in prayer, um, to struggle as Jacob did. And I will, so today I'm not, if I'm to be honest with you, I'm not here to preach like that. I will sh share scriptures, of course, because prayer without scripture is meaningless. You get distracted easily. Um, you start praying for inferior things, but there's a direction that the Holy Spirit leads us in prayer. Do you understand that? There's a direction revealed to us by the Holy Spirit in the Word. So what we're going to do, or if I give you scriptures, it's just pointers. In fact, if I'm just being honest with you, if I've got my notes open, is as I'm hearing Pastor Toby, there are prayers being ministered to me. So I write down the scripture. You know, because I know that, I know everyone says, yeah, I'm going to remember things. But I also am aware that there's a parable of the sower. The parable of the sower lets us know that when the word is sown, there's someone trying to come and take the word. So my phone won't be only for distraction. I have to allow my phone to be something that is of benefit. So I write down scriptures. I write down convictions I received. I write down all these things so that when I'm away from this gathering, are you with me this afternoon? When I'm away from this gathering, I won't be deceiving myself. God forbid that preaching becomes performance, you know? It's like an hour given to you or however long the allocated time is given to you to, to manifest, to perform. But it's not that. And let me tell you what came to my heart coming upstairs. You see, after this, you see what we've just done? I want you to know that God has given us the 2,000 plus people. That's what he said to me this morning. He has given to us, but what he, now he's going to give us is the Holy Spirit to now go and get them. He's given it, so you're going to see, but again, you will understand me as we get more into the prayers this afternoon, but we have to, listen to me, we have to not allow this to be pretense. You know, the last two days that PT has been speaking to us, the emphasis, and not only two days, because since last week, he said that your flesh and your spirit won't be able to do this. So when I speak today, I speak as someone that is not trying to be above the word. If you hear me speak in a manner, honestly, it's because it's my prayer. It's what I'm groaning about. I said to Pastor Ashley upstairs, I said, I feel that there's something different. I feel that God's working. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? I feel that God's working. So what we have to allow him to do is to finish that work. Because many a times, guys, things call us out of the place of where he's working on us. So we go back into the nation disfigured. We go back not as the vessel that he's looking for. And because we're not the vessel he's looking for, he cannot fill that vessel. So yes, expect that we get into a place of prayer, of groaning. And I know it's tight in here, but you're going to find a way to make it work. You know something about a real prayer? Yeah. Let me, let because I'm not preaching to you, so let me be here and there as I, as I feel led. One thing that you have to understand is that prayer don't really work when affections is shared. Yeah. Can I explain that? You know, if you look in scripture, because today we're going to look at the example of Christ. We're going to look at the example of Christ so that, so that we can know how he took the nations. And that's why I'm starting soft like this. But when you look at his life, his affection, everything, his passion, his pain, all emotions were wholly committed to God in prayer. So he was not praying because you see what you need to pray for today is wherever your affections are shared is the very reason why your prayer is not being answered. Why do I say that? Again, we'll go to scripture so that you don't think this is Pastor Obi with his opinions or coming with doom kind of speeches, if I have to say it like that. When you look in scripture, the Bible says that the son, remember that at one scripture, we're going to see that we're going to press past all appearances and into the very presence. That's what Hebrew says, but we'll get there in a moment. Imagine that the Bible actually shows us that passing through the likes of Elijah, the Bible says that he was of like passion to us, right? The Bible tells us about his fervency that birthed answers to a prayer. But then the Bible calls him an appearance, meaning a shadow, a foreshadow of who was to come, Christ. The Bible lets us know of people like Daniel, people like Jeremiah, his supplications. Did you consider the way that um, Jeremiah prays? The Bible actually said that this guy mourns. You know, his life was almost like he was always crying. He was lamenting before God. Do you understand? There's an attitude of prayer that we must to embrace. But still the Bible calls him an appearance. What I'm doing is charging you into the place of prayer. He, they call him an appearance. And now the Bible actually says, now in the very presence of God entered Christ. Christ entered and let me tell you about the life when Bible shows us about the prayer life of Jesus Christ the Bible actually tells us that Jesus Christ prayed to God we consider and agree that he was the son of God he is the son of God right talk to me guys we agree that he's the son of God we agree that he came from the father we agree that it was not the physical man's seed that produced him so in totality, though he came out of the womb of a woman, in totality he is God. He carries the seed of God. But imagine that the one that was in the very presence of God, the one that actually boasts, what I love about Christ is that he knew what to boast in. He boasted in his relationship. When others were boasting finances and all these other things, he boasted in his relationship. And because of that, he would not lack anything. He will have the abundance of it all. But look at the life of Christ. Imagine, and why I'm taking it like this, so that you can consider. Imagine that, I know this is meant to say, but there's a certain freeness that I will have towards a Levi, for example. 
he probably won't have to beg me because he's my son. He wouldn't have to beg me like others do. There's other children that I can love, but you know, there's a, there's a, your heart actually feels like you have a right to make available what's needed for your son. Now, why did I explain that? The Bible shows us that God does not move by emotions. That as much as God is father, we cannot see him too much as a father that we don't also see him as God. We cannot see him too much as a God that we don't see him as a judge. That's what I'm actually going to. He's actually a judge. Are you listening to me? Yeah, he's actually a judge. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me just be honest with you. I said it and Pastor Enrique said it as well. And I, I, I'm just being honest with you. There's some people that are getting ready to round up. There's some of us that are just about to begin. <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. sometimes you see when you want to go into a depth of prayer you know the depths of prayer is not friendship you know so sometimes I get in scripture why you had to take like-minded people with you because it's not a laughing matter at the time it's not like there's another conversation going I'm just being honest with you if you want to really know the power of God stop joking with yourself stop kidding with yourself but let me just go back to what I'm saying so when you look at the father you would see that in as much as he is father, he is also God. He's also a judge. So Jesus Christ actually showed us the attitude of the father. He says, to, one day he said to the disciples that you have now known the father. And they asked him, reveal the father to us and that will be sufficient. And he said to Philip, I believe that, how can you say, reveal to me, show us the father? When you see me, you see the Father. You see the expression of the Father. You see the character of the Father. You see the attitude, the concerns of the Father. And one of the things that I need to make known to you, because again, I started earlier this week with you, that unless you prevail with God, you're not going to have anything. Unless you prevail. So if I call you into, listen, physically, it's not, a, it's not appeasing for us to get into another word session or prayer because we're, we're consumed. The, the ministry team, you had your meeting. We had a 9 a.m. meeting, um, prayer. Then you had your meeting and then there's prayers. I know people are fasting and all of these things. And then there's now this and then there's service later. But God actually says that, you see, unless you prevail with me, you won't prevail in this life. COD, I need you to understand this so that your youth does not become a thorn to you. It does not become a snare to you. It does not become the trappings because like I said to you, and these are the things I've put before the Father in prayer that, Lord, do not allow me to use my youth as a way to deceive me because the parents we have, the people that came before us were deceived by their own youth, their strength. They were deceived by a hope that had no anchor. But what we are going to engage with is with the anchor, the word. So what I want you to understand is that in the life of Christ, again, I use Levi's example. We can use Zaniah's example. We can use all these kids that, yes, our hearts are connected to. But if we're going to know how God moves, we had to look closely to the life of Christ. And what did we see in the life of Christ? That though he's the only one that's seen the Father, though he's the only one that knows the Father and the Father knows him, the Bible did not give him free license into the presence of God. 
No, did you hear what I said? Because that don't sound right. Because this is God, Christ we're talking about. But the Bible says with vehement cries, he pleaded daily. Uh, again, if Levi is my son, the, the passion or the responsibility I think I should have as a father is that if he asks me once or twice, maybe, then I grant him what he needs. But the attitude of God is made known to us through Christ. That Christ with vehement cries cried every day. So what we're ending up, what we're getting to today is a place where you would take the word, you would take hold of the word like a man and begin to struggle. You'll begin to struggle and say to God, God, I will not let go of this word. I will not let go of what you have revealed to me until you bless me until you become like Jacob because what my hope desire is what my heart's desire is is that everyone in this room will actually obtain things with God but let me tell you something with God God does not do you and family the only family he recognizes is those that prevailed with him so today as we begin to look at Christ as our forerunner meaning that he actually just set an example for us then we will know that the taking of nations is going to be to those who are fully committed so again bear with me we're going to go all over the place because it's prayer i'll show you the scriptures that i've been praying on and then i'll lead you in the place of prayer so let's start off with where pt took our second chronicles i know i gave you scriptures but you're gonna just have to follow me second chronicles 16 let's just have that scripture in our hearts so we understand clearly and i'm not going to assume that we know but let's remind ourselves of what or who God is looking for you know where I'm going 2nd Chronicles 16 verse 9 Go on. for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth for the eyes of the Lord are you all attentive yeah for the eyes of the Lord ranges throughout the earth read it again please for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth yeah. to strengthen those whose hearts are full God is only going to strengthen when we look at the, the prayers of um, Romans, or not Romans, Ephesians chapter 3, what Paul began to say that for this reason I bow my knees, he was actually praying that there will be a strengthening in the inner man, but how? Through the Holy Spirit. It's the administration of the Holy Spirit that strengthens the inner man of Kedah. It's not excitement, it's that God is able to give you the Holy Spirit. So the Bible says that God is looking for those that he can strengthen. But those who can strengthen must have a condition. So you see, what I want to, and that's what I started saying yesterday, because the falsehood, the false gospel, yeah, is a gospel that makes you feel that you just live life. The Bible just makes you feel like all you do is sit down. No, but there's a grace of God that works in us. Paul actually said that the grace of God that works in me made me work harder. So it's not actually your works, it's the ministry of the Spirit through you. So what happens is that what I want to get you out of is the laziness that church has been throwing at us because it's that laziness, guys. It's that laziness. It's, it's that thinking that you can't, you should not be in right standing with the word. It's that thought that you don't need to be in right standing with the word, but if you pray, God hears you. You know there's a scripture that says that, for we know that God does not answer sinners. Do you know there's actually a scripture that says that? Now, this is not condemnation because why we can even debate that scripture even is the fact that it was Pharisees that said it. But what I'm actually trying to take you from there is that why Christ was actually, why God actually responded to Christ was because he was in right standing. So do not allow your minds to deceive you. If we don't take, guys, listen to me. If we don't take the word we are hearing 
and with that word become in right standing with God don't think the Holy Spirit is coming on us and without the Holy Spirit we cannot achieve that which God has called us to achieve did I not say to you the other day that fortunately but unfortunately is that you and I have been called we have been called we have been chosen meaning that we cannot prosper the way that other people prospers it doesn't matter if you don't believe me you can walk out and try it won't work because your life was predestined so you won't give birth like everybody else you will not have like everybody else it can only be through the way that the Holy Spirit led it can only be what the Holy Spirit the anointing the touch of God that he gave you from the beginning he said that you know the truth and you do not need anyone to tell you anything you know the truth that truth will lead you the inner presence of the Holy Spirit so let us not fool ourselves and this is the charge we have to charge ourselves with we have to encourage ourselves with this that we cannot deceive if we're not putting in if we're not in the right standing with God don't think the Holy Spirit is coming on us as Pastor Toby stressing and I said this to Pastor Rike or whoever was around me the other day I said that before our eyes even the the form of the nation is changing it's changing before our eyes everything that we have been speaking of now the signs are happening now we can bear witness to it everything is changing are you going to allow yourself to fade away with that change or are you going to rise in this changing so for those that are weak in prayer you have to rise up you cannot deceive yourself because the son of God the only begotten you know before he died he was referred to as the only but when he resurrected he became the first yeah so there are people that are going to follow i am christ you are christ we are going to follow because the life of the son was not someone that said yeah so i'm entitled to this no he begged god he understood that god was both judge and he was a father so he had to please plead his case before god he had to you know the bible i was reading this the bible says that jesus christ came to john the baptist in order to be baptized and when John the Baptist said, look, John the Baptist looked at Christ and said, you're, you're entitled to more than what I'm entitled to. So who am I to baptize you? But Jesus Christ said, so that all scripture may be fulfilled. What is that? Go to Romans 8 verse 10 for me. Yeah, what is that? The Bible is actually showing us that the life of Christ did what? Christ was determined. Guys, you do know there's a determination we must have you do know so Christ was determined to be at the right standing to be to fulfill all righteousness he had the determination to make sure that this is what scripture says so scripture says flee from this I'm not going to give excuses for myself I'm going to be the one out of the hundred or the million or the thousand that is going to say yeah I will flee he did everything to make himself at right standing so he said baptize me so that all scripture can be fulfilled now as he was being baptized the bible says he also began to pray you know as i was praying i was thinking about the mind of christ and we have the mind of christ because of the spirit but i was asking for the mind of christ and i can imagine that even as he said so i can imagine he was praying and saying father i am doing everything i can according to your word i am diligent enough to obey regardless of what it makes me look like so imagine him making someone that is lower than him because in regards to eternity christ is greater than john but you see he said in order to fulfill your word i don't care how i look so i can imagine him praying as he's being baptized asking god now because i am so determined grant me your spirit 
I cannot start this mission without your spirit. You said in the last days you will pour out your spirit on all flesh. These are words, if you look at the life of Christ, if you think these are far-fetched, Christ's movement was determined by the words of the prophet. So he meditated on that which was spoken. Why would the scripture show us that at the age of 12, he went into the, um, the temple and was learning and asking questions. He was, he was a man mindful of what scripture had said. So as young people, we must know that the ways of a young man is slippery. So there are many distractions. There are many cares of this world. And PT said to us yesterday, if your connection with God is going to be strong, you just have to start taking, removing those that are trying to draw on that connection level. So Jesus Christ was praying, asking God, grant me the spirit. And the Bible says, now the spirit came upon him. A man that was determined, but determined in following the word. So when we go to 2 Chronicles 16 and the Bible says that God is looking. He's looking for people that he can strengthen. But the people that he strengthens are who? Go on. Those whose hearts are fully committed The moment you hear those, you know it's not everybody. It's a type of people. It says those, go on. Whose hearts are fully committed to whose him. Whose hearts are fully committed did you hear that? So when I said to you that your affections cannot be shared, I understand. I, you know, one thing I've been battling with God is that the things you're putting in my heart is going to make me more and more look stupid. It's going to make me look more and more reckless. It's going to make me look almost like I don't care, but I really care. That's the reason why I don't care. So I actually said that I actually said to myself, God, I can't share my affection with a son. I can't share you with a son because who you're going to strengthen is the one that is totally committed I can't even share affection with Ashley do you understand that? because what my heart is if I'm going to be strengthened if I'm going to be you know shall I tell you the way I pray if you actually hear me praying I'm actually God we can't allow this let me just be honest with you I am com- I, nobody else can tell me I'm not a man of God I don't, there's nobody in this world that cannot tell me I'm a man of God you know in the place in the quiet place what I'm praying to God is that God we cannot allow church to carry on being so mocked it can't look so powerless I said we because I understand he sent me for a reason and that's the attitude you must all have so you cannot be sharing your affection with other things because the only ones that God is going to commit to are those that are fully committed to him so before we get into the place of prayer you need to start thinking what actually moves your emotions because I want to be totally committed to him in my soul in my emotions in my thought patterns in my actions and deeds I want to be totally committed to him I don't so I said to Keena the other day that I realized where I've been messing around with is there's certain things I shouldn't be thinking about what is a house I shouldn't be I said to God God you reminded me that foxes has dens birds have nests but the son of man does not have a place to lay his head then you reminded me when PT said to us that you do not need revival house meaning that what you need is bigger than a house it's the spirit of God and this is what we begin to plead for so you know I love people and listen honest to God I love you but there's some people I'm just thinking I don't think you can reach this high we're reaching to I think you're fine at level 3 and that's fine that's fine you are out to court person. But we're pressing into where Christ has entered the innermost place, the most holy place. And that's only reserved for those that are fully committed. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? So if there's anything I'm doing, it's sub to God. It's not, it, it has no, I don't, listen, I, I get to a place of meditation 
and I train my heart and mind to not be committed to anything else other than Christ. That's, and that's what we do. That's what we strengthen ourselves in, in prayer. When God, So you see the problem, and I wanted to say this yesterday, but you see the problem. The problem is that God cannot move and grant the Holy Spirit. Remember what I said about the Holy Spirit, that God said that with Him, you can say things and you'll be forgiven. With Christ, you can do things and you can be forgiven. But as for the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, whoever blasphemes about against the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven. Imagine, please, consider the person that said this, a forgiving God. <laughs> You're not hearing what I'm saying. A forgiving God said you will not be forgiven for anything spoken about against the Holy Spirit. What am I trying to show you with that? The price tag on the Holy Spirit. This is, this is great to God. This is something that God doesn't share with everybody, though he wants to give it to all. But there's a conditioned people, there's, there's a condition upon the people that will receive the Holy Spirit. Now, COD, I need you to hear me and everyone that's listening to me. If we're going to actually change the face of church, it's not going to be by our own wisdom. It's not going to be by zeal. We really need to have got the Holy Spirit. And that's why I keep saying and I will be saying it over and over again today. So you understand the attitude you must have in prayer. You understand the fervency of prayer that you have to grab hold of the word like a man and struggle. You have to grab hold of the word like a man and begin to wrestle until you prevail, until he gives you a name. So we're looking at things. God said that the people that he's looking to strengthen are those committed. So you see what God is saying to me and what he said to me yesterday was this. The reason why I haven't given is because if I give you what is most prized, what is of, you, you cannot put a price to what I'm, I want to release to you. It's a good gift. Well, I want to give to you, but the problem is I can't give, and God forbid I don't use anyone's name here, yeah? But I can't give to Thomas something that I know that he will go and then share with the world. I can't give. So yeah, there's the Holy Spirit that guides you, but if you're going to have the Holy Spirit live in you is another thing. If he's going to be the power that comes upon you, that changes, again, look at Peter. Look at John. Look at all these men. You can see that when the Holy Spirit comes upon a man, the change is obvious. It's obvious. You will not say, you will not need to do um, acrobatics to show that things have changed. People will notice it. When they come into your presence, they will feel the presence of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is always with you. They will know it, guys. Things are about to change in a, in a drastic way in this family, I'm telling you. But what God is, is actually saying to us is, who is ready? Who is ready? So I need to be able to trust Remy with something that I know that she will not go and share with the kingdom of this world. So that's why I said to you yesterday that God actually says, can there be a testimony spoken of the kingdom that he walks with God? Can there be a testimony? There can only be a testimony on if you and him agree. If you two agree, then so Jesus said, despite how this makes me look, I'm going to follow your word. I'm going to be diligent enough to know. And this is the reason why there's that call to read in the scripture. There's the call for us to always be in the word because as we're in the word, what we are being given is the revealed will of God. We know what God asks of us. We know the, 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 that God wants us to 
keep ourselves holy. So, you know, I actually, before, before today, I always used to say, but there's a holiness we can't reach. But that's not scriptural. That's not scriptural. That's you accepting the sin in you. That's you accepting the sin in you. But the Bible, God was the one that says, be holy as God is holy. He will not tell you to do the impossible. Be holy. So a man on this earth can. And we didn't see that until Christ came. So we're going to see that in a moment. But let's first go to Romans 8 verse 10. So we have established that God will strengthen. And how does he administer strength? Through his spirit. He will strengthen you and I if he knows that our hearts are totally committed. Meaning that you have to go into the place of prayer like today. And you, just, you need to say to God, God, other people may not know, but there's greed in me. God does not say these things for your condemnation because you are in Christ Jesus. But you must, you must actually be, you must be real with yourself and you must believe that the Bible actually lets us know as we've been reading from Romans 8, we must know that the Bible says to us that the law of the spirit of life and I said to you, when you look at law, you think of power and authority. So the power of the spirit of life is at work in you. And what is its work? Freeing you from the power and authority of sin and death, separation. So I want you to know these things that what we're praying for, what we're driving for, it must be desperate. You know, you, Jesus Christ, again, let me emphasize these points because I need you guys to understand that if the Son of God, who himself was God, had to beg with vehement cries, who are you to not pray? Who are you to not beg? Who are you to not cry out, like, say, like, look like a madman? You know that those that were revivalists, their prayer life could not even be exposed to everybody. Because you will look at them and think they're mad. I see people, when people are praying, they're looking at how somebody else is praying. Hey, mind yourself. Because you see the shame that you're willing to um, keep up today in prayer is what's going to enable God to lift you above your peers tomorrow. If you can be someone that groans, that cries out, then the Spirit will be administered to you. And let me tell you something. When we're saying we're begging the Father, you must beg Him with the thought that He promised that He'll give it to you. So you already know it's going to be given, but you must cry out for it. So the reason why the Holy Spirit hasn't come to the church is because the church don't actually, the church has not been taught the Holy Spirit to a place whereby they realize that, hey, sorry that I have to say it like this, but they have to be like F everything else and say, God, it's you before I begin. But what everyone is trying to do is help God, saying, God, I'm, I'm doing this for you. God says, in everything, I, I, I love the way PT said it yesterday. He did not call you the helper. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps you and I. But Romans 8, 10, because there's a number of scriptures I just want us to read and then we pray. Go on. But if Christ is in you, but if Christ is in you, yeah, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, even though your body is subject to death because of sin, what will happen? The Spirit gives life because of righteousness. The Spirit will give you life but because of righteousness. Pastor Toby said this to us yesterday. The Spirit will give life to the body, to the person that is diligent in keeping in right standing with this word. So, you see, I realized if we're saying things like, oh, we're still struggling with this, we're still struggling with that, it's fine. There's a spirit that forgives and all of these things. It's just that you cannot be trusted with the power of God because the power of God is so heavy that it can kill. 
It's so great, guys. But God says that as small as Levita is, I want to give the spirit to you. But are you willing to pay the price in prayer for it? Are you able to say, God, I know I grew up in this family. I know that the mind I have, because the mind is not yours, you do know that. Your mind is a combination of your parents' mind. It's a combination of where you've grown up from, the words you've heard. You're saying to God that, God, I understand I grew up in these things. I have the way I do things. I have the way I act. But God, your word, you have given me your word. And I will diligently, even in the place of prayer, I'm praying. I'm diligently, after prayers, I'm diligently looking in scripture, saying that scripture actually says, if you're in right standing, I'll give you life. So stop making excuses for yourself because what we have to understand is that the church as it is right now are many people, they are people who just stayed in the outer court. They're people that stayed in the outer court. They, they were, you know, they were not willing, they, they were not willing, they did not manage, in fact, to press into deeper. So do you know what they did? They pitched their tents where they were. People worship God from outside. And the call is to come in. The call is to actually come in. Christabel, there's a call to bring you in. But you must actually remove everything in your mind because it's actually your own mind that's stopping you from entering. It's, the, it's our mind that stops us from entering. And I say these things because it's expedient that he goes so that the spirit will be given. What I want to see are men and women, everybody. I don't want to, you know, we have to get to a place that we're tired. I've been saying this. We're tired of these four wars. Yeah, we share the word to one another to encourage us to go back out though. We go out and someone just says, you see, those group of people, I'm their pastor, I'm speaking to them. But you're not speaking empty, you are filled with the spirit. There can be a revival in our midst. I, I mean it, I believe it, I know it, I've seen it. There can be a revival. The people that you don't believe can be changed. If you have the Holy Spirit, you'll be surprised how they'll break down and follow you here. The power of God is not upon a fictional story. It's real. This Bible is not fiction. It's history. It's men that, and that's why there's very, you know, as much as this is a history book, there's very few men in history that obtained this with God. We talk about David, but think about how many people live on this street alone. That's just on the street. But David in his time can be singled out because I, I've said this to you before. David, as for David, he didn't care about being a king. The Bible says when he sinned, the heart, his heart was actually revealed when he sinned. He actually said, God, do not take me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. So he told us his secret. The secret to his rising was the Holy Spirit. But let's go to Hebrews 4. Let's start to look at a few scriptures. I'm going to just speak here and there. But it's all to inspire you in the place of prayer. My faith is, it's not even going to be my passion or my words or, 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 or the way I'm working. It's the spirit that is working in me will begin to work in you. And you grow to a place that you wouldn't care about the neighbor or the camera that's on you. You'll groan. You'll pray because let me tell you something. For whatever you can see is already passing away. So unless we enter the realm of the spirit, unless we enter his realm, his jurisdiction, then we will not, you know, we will not have or bring forth anything that is budding. 
All we'll be looking at or all we'll be doing are things that already come into nothing. Don't be deceived by your today. The biggest deception is the beginning stage. Sorry that I have to use this example, but every wicked person that's come in this world was once a beautiful baby. Every wicked... Hitler. <laughs> Hitler was once a baby that someone was kissing. Saying, mm. <laughs> the people that took men and did most vile things was once a baby. So do not look at the baby stage of your life and be deceived. Hold on to what is eternal, what is ancient, what you would always know in all seasons. The word of God is consistent. So I don't want the rising to be based on I'm starting something and it looks like it become it can become something because we know that babies all I don't think anyone said you should become a devil. No. But life happens to all men. But for you and I, we believe in the spirit. We believe in this word. But let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. Just read from verse 1. Some of the scriptures that we'll go into, sometimes I'll tell you to change amongst different translations. But let's start with Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Yeah. For we also have had the... So why do we speak the way we do? Because the Bible says that we should be careful that no, none of us fall short of it. And that first starts with you considering your life. You must, you have to, you know, if you're going to follow after Christ, and where did Christ end up? The most holy place. If you're going to follow after Christ, you must reason with yourself the cost. You must consider the cost. It's actually saying, Imi, everything you are, throw it in the bin so that you can have him. You know, some of us, were so determined to keep ourselves that we try even more with God. But God says it doesn't work until you've given up yourself. So it doesn't matter how determined you are. If you still care how Pastor Obi doesn't take this and doesn't take that, you're still holding to the very thing that you should have actually offered as a prize for him. Carry on reading, go on. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us yeah. just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them yeah. because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. They didn't share the faith of those, those again. We're looking at a people, there's always a remnant. So again, my prayer and my joy will be that it will be all of us that is counted as that, those, if you understand what I'm saying to you. But the problem is, it's always a remnant. There's an attitude they have in a place of prayer that there's a groaning there's I, I, I keep telling you you know there's a place of prayer you get to that is not actually you you actually know it's the spirit that prays for you because your flesh can be tired do you know how many times i said to myself that my body's tired and then all of a sudden you want to sleep but there's prayer that there's a spirit in you committing you onto prayer that's the those that the bible speaks about the problem is that god says that we should be careful that none of us fall short of this but the Bible says, but the problem why they didn't enter his rest was because they didn't share the likeness of attitude, the likeness of deeds of those who obeyed. So actually, if I want to enter, so that's the reason why if I want to enter a certain likeness of God, God always serves us a witness. There's always somebody that he will raise so that you can know the life that is needed to access what they access. So you look at someone like Pastor Toby, our example. 
you look at him and you see the kind of life he has to live in order to be what we all follow so if we're going to go there guys you have to ask and this is not a man and woman thing a woman can actually make up her mind and say listen i'll be the first of a kind a man can say i'll be a first of a kind there's a message remember what i said to you there's a revelation that you will have to have to go and take a nation you can say you're the first of a type one thing unique about all the revivalists we've seen is that as much as they were all revivalists you would see that there was a conviction they had there was something that they had so the bible says that they did not share in the faith of those so lord help me to share in the faith of pastor toby because i've seen him again what better example can you have why am i not using myself as an example even though i believe i will become an example to a generation it's because i cannot deny the example of a man who didn't come in his teenage years he came 25 he was a full-grown man he came with an accent that he still has he came with no money it wasn't like oh i have friends you know some of us the reason why we have been successful with successful in quotes with evangelism is because we had friends there so it's easy for us to go there but he you know everyone that's here are total foreigners strangers to him for us we're going to win people that we know so there's already a basis of acceptance so it had to be the word so you look at his life the bible says imitate the life imitate the faith of those who through patience obtained the promises of god over their life so i look at pastor toby and yes indeed i'm looking at him when where every time that cod is called and i i say this deliberately anytime cod is called pastor toby jr god is actually saying just imitate that faith imitate that faith and you too will enter because christ was not to be the only he, he came as the only but died and resurrected as the firstborn. The Bible in Hebrews will later show us that he was called a forerunner, meaning that others will run following. Well, carry on reading, go on. Now we who have believed enter that rest, just as God has said. Yeah. So I declared an, uh, on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. Mm. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Yeah. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience. Now, I, I want you to understand that. So that's why I brought my notes out today. I want you to understand that, that passage there. The Bible says that these people had the word preached unto them. So the people that didn't enter the rest were not Gentiles. They were people who were in the presence of the word. You know, when you look at a parent, and sorry that I keep using an example, but you look at their life, even to 50, they're still not resting. There's no rest about their life. Sometimes my mom messages me about some business idea, and I'm thinking, for what reason? Why do you need it? On what basis? Like, why? So that you and Ola can <laughs> On what basis? How? Like, what? Why don't you understand scripture? <laughs> I've, I've messed up Pastor Rikina. On what basis? <laughs> 
No, you have failed to enter rest. Like at 50 something, my dad, at 60 something, you're still working. But you were exposed to the word though. So first of all, why I had to say these things is so that you can understand the danger of even being in the presence and not being serious. Because I say, if you're not serious here, you might as well go to the world and live the life that you, you're, you're behind closed doors still living. Or in your heart, you want to live. But the Bible says it wasn't Gentiles. These men, read verse 6 again, go on. Therefore, since it still remains for some to enter that rest, yeah. and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in. So they formerly had the good news preached unto them, but they did not enter. Why? Because of what? Because of their disobedience. Because of their disobedience. Can we say that as because they failed to agree with the word? They just couldn't take that word as God's word. God says, your way to me is the word. Christ being, you know, I've always said this to you in Revelation. When you look at the name of Christ, he's called the word of God. That's his actual name. That's his eternal name. In the beginning was the word. John, the Bible, um, um, book of John uh, chapter 1 also calls him the word. What I want you to understand is that that's his eternal name. That's the power. Now, the word of God is what they were exposed to and rejected. It's what they were exposed to and rejected. This is God's word. The Bible also says the word, Jesus Christ then said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one can go to the Father except through me. So we cannot go and obtain from God. We cannot even, listen to me guys, what this means. The Bible will let us tell us that we should approach the throne of grace and mercy with confidence. But you cannot because your confidence is Christ. Meaning, if you don't go through the word, you, you're not even going to the Father. So your prayer time, you see, as we begin to pray, if there's no word that anchors you in the prayer point, if there's no word that, if you're not praying that, Lord, you will not allow me to seek corruption, but you will grant me your spirit. For you said in your word, in the last days, you will pour out your, your spirit on all flesh. And that there was a promise from your son who overcame the world. He, he actually boasted saying, take heart for I have overcome the world. And in that overcoming of the world, he had the right to say that I will go to the father and he will give you the spirit. God, you said that. Will you be known as a liar in my life? That's the way I pray to God. Would you be known as a liar? So then God, as I'm praying, sometimes what he does is that he will lead you to scripture. He will say that there's still some kind of friction between you and your brother. That's the reason why I can't re release the spirit to you. You're still partly, you're still partly a mix of the world and his kingdom. That's why I can't give it to you. That's not him condemning you. That's him showing you the way to him because the only way to the father is the word. Do you understand this? The only way to the father is the word. But carry on reading, going. So they, it was because of their disobedience that though they had access, they heard the word, they could not enter in. Oh, what a shame it would be for us to do all of this and not enter into what God is actually calling us into. But why didn't they enter? Because they didn't hear? No, because they didn't agree. They disobeyed. You know, every disobedience is you not agreeing with God. Every single. It doesn't matter. I will show you a scripture because I said to you, I made a comment that I know you've probably forgotten already. I made a comment that God actually said, be holy as I am holy. So actually the truth of life is that mankind can be as holy as God. But what we have done is that we have allowed our sinful nature to make us accept that we can't. But Christ became the example that there's a man that can. 
but in the in the scripture in the testimony of Christ the Bible says that as for Christ he was tempted in everything like we were yet without sin but look at his life his life will show us how he was able to do it because of their disobedience so never again would I begin to say God it was my weakness is God I didn't agree with you there have mercy on me now help me guide me and again for the fulfillment of the word you must be willing to look however stop trying to keep up your look and your integrity in trying to do the word if the word said flee I said to myself yeah scripture is so interesting the big God in heaven said that to 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 avoid sexual immorality he says flee he didn't say pray he didn't say fast he said run that's what he said. He said, run. As in, it comes and imagine just being in this room and you're chilling and out of nowhere, you just see one of the boys stand up and blowing out. That, God says, I will bless you for doing that. I will bless you for doing that. Run away because that thing will hold you. It will hold you. Why? Because it's the framing of the word. The only way out for that is fleeing. Fleeing. So we actually pray for strength to run. Carry on reading, go on. God again set a certain day, yeah. calling it today. Yeah. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted. Mm. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. Get Psalm 95. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Yeah. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Now look at this, guys. In case you're asking what your works should be, look at what the Bible says. It says, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works. But what is their works? Just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort. No, you didn't understand me. So the works that God recognizes is your effort to enter the rest. So you see, what actually happens is that without you laboring, the Bible says, let us labor to enter that rest. So without us laboring in the place of prayer, there's no rest we can enter. Do you understand? You cannot enter. So if you have not got to a place where you're laboring in the place of prayer, you're never ever seeing that rest. You're around it. You might go around there and say, mm, this is nice. But you won't be a partaker of it until you learn the art of laboring. Until you learn the art of groaning. Holy Spirit, help us to groan. Help us to pray where we are weak. Help us. You know, there's times you're tired, like I said to you. There's times that you're tired. You know, usually when we're praying, and let me say this today as we, before we enter the place of prayer. There's places, there's a time of prayer that I always said it to people. If you want to really pray, yeah. Beat past the 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes, yeah, there's something that hit them in the word that makes them, you know, <laughs> you, you know, it's like if I'm playing around with Kida and I'm jabbing him in front of people, he, he can't shout because it's not decent too. But when there's, you know, it's like when we're laughing, so almost every session I catch P. Riggs fighting to laugh. But he don't want to laugh because laughing in the moment of the word is not decent. But what happens is if, if I bust a joke, some people are not laughing at what I said. There was something that hit you that now you have the expression to. 
Do you understand? So you see why I say beat past the 15 minutes? It's because there's something in the word that did hit you and you wanted to express what you couldn't. So, you know, that's why we start praying and we're shouting. Then you start to see after 15 minutes, the prayer goes like this. They get tired. No, now that's not condemnation. That's not bad. That's saying that when you're tired, prayer then begins. Prayer then begins because now the spirit has to help you. The problem is that you started praying with so much vim that you don't need help. <laughs> you started so you remember labor, not labor room, but how you girls, when you guys started doing this. It's so much vim. God is saying, nothing's bit you yet. That's why, you, that's why you're still dancing in prayer. When you're praying, if someone comes your way, you hit them. You hit them. You know, I always used to say of P. Ricks, yeah? Because we used to banter this, yeah? P. Ricks is a selfish prayer person. Selfish. Like, I'm trying to hear God. And he's shouting. I'm saying, God, shout over there. But that's who God will bless. You know, I've been praying for P-Ricks. I'll say it openly. I've been praying for P-Ricks that God protects him. That's been my prayer. You don't know it. I don't know why I'm even saying it now. I don't know why I've said it. But that's my prayer. I've been saying, God, protect him. Protect the oil that's on his life. Protect it. And I'm saying that, but I'm praying for all. Don't worry, I'm praying for you guys as well. Don't worry. It's like, I'm just not going to start saying what I'm praying of Paris, what I'm praying for everyone. Because leaders are meant to pray for their people. God didn't say you have to always talk to them in counseling. That's been my, Tomo will help me with that. I've just been wasting my time. It says pray for them, labor, travel for them so that Christ can be formed in them. It's not going to be your endless counseling. It's going to be your intercession, your pain that, the, that you bear for them. So what I'm actually saying is that when you're praying, stop doing this. I'm trying to look good. Forget yourself so that you can have what will make you. So the Bible says, for anyone who enters God's rest, also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us, therefore, let us, COD, let us, let every one of us, therefore, labor. Let us make every effort to enter that rest. So in my prayer, if I have to scream, I'm going to scream. Yeah, banter me after, but you see, I will banter you when I have the spirit and you don't. I will. I will because you can tell people are looking at Pastor Obi and saying oh the way you speak sometimes think about this this is not even with the full baptism of the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit comes I'll be saying you devil I'm gonna PT PT can rest from that but I'm Pastor Obi Jr I'm gonna I'm gonna join that line I'm gonna be saying this is flesh this is flesh I'm going to do it 100% I've said God that's what I'm gonna do I, everyone can hate it I'm going to do that let us make every effort, yeah? To enter that rest so that no one will perish by following the example of disobedience. So what is scripture actually saying? You know, if you don't labor in prayer, yeah? If you don't get to a place where the Holy Spirit helps you to focus your affections, your emotions, everything in that prayer, do you know what actually will happen? Naturally, your life will tilt towards disobedience. It's natural. You don't mean to do it. But actually, the saving power Remember that Christ says that you should pray, that you do not fall into temptation. And the prayer was what he was about to show them, not about to, what he was showing them. It was in the garden that day he was praying and blood was coming out as tears, I mean as um, sweat. It was, it, he was saying, it's this type of prayer that actually helps you not to fall into disobedience. So you see, honestly, I'm just being honest with you. If you don't know how to labor before God, it's bound, it's, it's inevitable that you're going to find yourself falling into the disobedience. 
but we must enter that rest God waits for us in that rest position I hope you guys are hearing what I'm saying to you this afternoon anyway. For the word of God is what? Is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes. So my judge is the word. It judges my thoughts. This is why we speak the word. It judges my thoughts, my attitude, everything that others can't see. But God sees clearly. You know, one of the scriptures, it's not here, but one of the scriptures says that there's nothing hidden. Everything is made plain. It's naked before the eyes of God. So again, like I said, it's decent for everyone to sit down and listen. But there's, a, there's something in your heart that God is looking at. He's not looking at how you look on the seat. He's looking at what is in your heart. Now, I, again, these things, I have to keep repeating this because there's something in us that just tilt to guilt in God. But the reason why the Bible says there is, now death, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. He's saying that I've acquitted you of all guilt. You are no longer guilty. So stop having that in your mind. Everything I say to you is actually to draw you closer to me. So if God says, Pastor Obi, you're still this. I'm like, yes, okay, God, help me with it. Help me with it. Carry on reading. We're going to verse 40. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Yeah. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Okay, so it's here. Yeah, go on. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Whatever life you end up living, remember that you're going to go back to God and explain. You know, one of the translations says you explain. So when you couldn't, you know, when you look at scriptures, there's a parable. The parable says that this person had five talents, two talents, one, and all of these things. When the master comes, you will not be able to avoid explaining why your life turned out the way it did. You will not be able to. So God is actually going to be looking at you. Why did you not become the key that, God forbid, why didn't you become the Thomas that you were meant to become? Why didn't you become? You're going to say, oh, no, uh, uh, that person offended me. You have to explain it, then judgment comes. For it's appointed for all men to die and to receive judgment. They will be judged after everything. After everything. So why we have to push ourselves is because I know that why we have to be diligent with our days, why we pray prayers like God teach us how to number our days, yeah, is because we know that for today, what's today's day? 27th, right? For the 27th, I will have to explain that day to God and you remember I, I actually said this recently I can't remember when I said that when I said that you will give account yeah or you have to explain I actually said to you that as much as that may sound like oh, there's going to be um, um, the end of the world and we will all go before God and start listing out things in our lives no what actually happens is that your life what happened your fruitless life becomes the account you've given so it doesn't matter how much someone's in church. If I don't see blessings in their life, they've accounted to me that they failed. So yeah, you know we used to fear and say that, oh, would our sins be shown in front of everyone? What's, what's God's business if he knows your sins? It's just that your life won't produce anything. You will know, everyone will know that this person don't have God working in their life. They can pray, they can fast, they can do all of it. But you see, in the depths of their heart are still idols sitting there. And God said to Ezekiel, can these people even inquire of me? Because there's still something in their heart. 
But now let's go to verse 14. What does it now say? Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven. Now, therefore, we have a great high priest. One that came onto this earth as a man. In other words, he was in the same likeness as us. What I must remind you is what I spoke to you recently about the priest to prophets. That actually the call of God over our lives is to bring us into a royal priesthood. So everyone here is a priest. Now the Bible actually says to us, now we have a great high priest. We have one that intercedes for us, but he was not an extraterrestrial being. He was a man. He was like you and I, born of a woman, subject to all temptations. But look at what the Bible says. Go on. Jesus, the son of God. Jesus, the son of God. Do you know that in eternity, your life will be eventually, Kida will overcome the world. Amen. He will overcome the world and he will be referred to as Kida, the son of God. Do you know that's what your life says? So every time someone says um, Onyeka Obi, it's Onyeka, the son of whoever that Obi guy is. Do you understand? But the overcoming is that your name will be called Barbara, the daughter of God. So now the Bible says what? Go on. Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Did you hear when I said to you that like a man, you must hold this word and get ready to struggle with it. It says, let us hold on to this faith, this way of life, this understanding of life, this expression of life. Hold on to it. Do not let it go. Don't allow a session to be just a session to you. Let it be what governs your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you, COD? But what does it then go on to say? For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. For we do not have an example that does We do not have a high priest that is not an example. That's what he's basically saying here. No, read it. Go on, read it. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. Yeah. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. We have one that has been tempted in every single way. So whatever your struggle is, whatever, because he had to take up the sin of the world, meaning whatever afflicted you, he took it. So it doesn't matter if it's jealousy that is, is in your heart that you have not spoken. He was tempted by it. I don't know who he was jealous of, but he was tempted. That's what scripture says anyway. He was tempted by it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? He was tempted by it. Now the Bible says, but he overcame the world because he proved to God or he proved to the world that God's word is true. What was God's word? That a man can live holy as God is. No, I need you to hear me with this. So that we don't become a church that makes excuses. Why do I have to emphasize these things? Because as a young church, the name that they've already given you is supplanter. What do I mean by that? Your life will be according to what people have called you unless God has given you a name. Jacob, when you look at the story, you know usually... When Jesus, when Jesus Christ was given to, um, wait, no, when the messenger, angel Gabriel, came to Mary, saying that you will bear a child, she, the angel told him what to call the child. Meaning, you will not act according to what the world calls you, but what heaven calls you. He didn't give chance for the world to, because you know, look at it, guys. We, let's go through this room. Your name actually starts to chart out your life. You, you start to act according to your name. 
Sorry that I have to use this example, but his name is not that anymore. But think about Goldie's name. What was Goldie's name again? Kanza or something like that. Something that means rough or something like that. And when you look at his life, like the boys can be play fighting with each other, but Goldie's the one they don't want to play fight. <laughs> Why? Because he has to live according to the name that was given to him worldly. So when you look at the name of Jacob, when you read the story, they named him according to a circumstance. How do you judge a baby for holding the heel of another baby? Does it know what it's doing? But you called it a supplanter. So in all its life, all it will know to do is try to get the best of somebody else. And God said, no, I'm going to trap you. The day that you wrestle with me, you, you know, you entered this wrestling because you was trying to run away. Oh God, you know, Jacob was a crafty guy. Jacob was trying to run away from Esau. And because he was trying to run away from Esau, he sent camps ahead of himself to, in hope to pacify his brother. But do you know what he did? Crafty man, crafty, crafty. Do you know what he did? He stayed behind in case the first camp gets destroyed. Second gets destroyed. He wants to run again. He stayed behind so he can find a way to slip out again. Do you know what God did? Ah, you want to run away. You're only wrestling me because you want to run away from Esau. No, you're, I'm going to give you a name and I'm not going to allow you to run from your issues. So do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cripple you. I'm going to, I'm going to touch the hip, dislocate your hip. So even if you try to run, you can't. Even if you try to run, you're not going anywhere. You, you, I've dealt with you tonight. You know, that's what God is going to do with us, guys. There's some problems that you, you're trying to run away with, run away from, but not deal with. Today, you're going to deal with it. You're going to deal with it. I've said, I said to God, there's things that I am not going to be someone. Listen to me. I'm not going to be somebody that they will say he had potential. God forbid. You have to make up your own mind. Again, as much as I'm trying to encourage you guys, I'm only telling you my prayer points and I'm saying, if you like, join. Because there's those that enter his rest. God's going to deal with that situation. So the Bible actually says that he was a man, Christ. And he was tempted with what we were all tempted with. But he showed us that. And how did he not? The Bible, you remember last week when I had to do a word charge? I said to you, and I actually spoke about this when I spoke about the fellowship of the spirit. I said to you that the secret to rising, to your rising in this life, is the spirit. And P. Ricks led us in that prayer point. The Holy Spirit is the only one that raises. So Paul actually said that I have given up everything. I counted it lost before it can be counted lost for me. I counted it lost so that I may obtain. I may somehow attain the power of his resurrection. So what does this mean to us, guys? You know, what you have to establish today is this simply. You don't rise without the spirit. I don't care how it looks like. You don't. You don't rise without the spirit. But again, so that we can carry on. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness. But we have one who has been tempted in every way. But he is an example. He's been tempted. Everything you're, you're dealing with, he's dealt with it. But how did he not fall victim to this sin again like what i was saying to you last week the bible said that it was god had to raise him 
God did not allow him to remain in the grave. God did not allow him to suffer the agony of death. Do you remember what I said the agony of death was? No, you don't know. Separation. He couldn't deal with beings. I told you that Christ boasted in his intimacy with God. He boasted in his relationship with God. That was what was going to define him, not anything else. But what he was begging God for was that I know that when the sin of fornication wants to come, it's all its attempt is to separate me from God. When greed comes, when selfishness comes, when envy of a person next to me comes when I should have loved them, when it comes, all its dealings is to separate you from the source because once you're separated from the source, you're vulnerable. The Bible says that a branch that is not in me that bears fruit, so a branch that is not really with me, is given up like sticks thrown into the fire. You become vulnerable. You become isolated for a condemned end. So the Bible actually says to us that Jesus Christ was able to overcome. The Bible says in that scripture that it was impossible for death to keep his hold on him. Again, what is death? The manifestation of separation. It was not able to keep his hold on him. For that reason, why? Because he just couldn't do without intimacy with God. So what the Bible actually says to us, and the Bible lets us know that he learned obedience. How? Through, in fact, we'll go there. The, carry on reading. Let's just go there, in fact. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Because he overcame. And because God now has a man that serves as an example he is man and God Christ because he he is our advocate because he is there making intercession for us now on the basis of what he did now there's a reason why I'm saying all of this on the basis of what he would manage to achieve we can now all come to him boldly so a generation honestly a generation the young people of our time cannot come to God because in the depths of them guilt is ravaging their minds they don't believe. So have you seen people, look, when you go out there, there are many people that know God. If you start, if you start singing one of the most basic worship songs like Hosanna in the highest, you see all of them joins in. They know God. But why can't they come to him? They don't know that they have confidence. They don't know that there's Christ as their confidence. So what happens, what I'm actually trying to show you is that basically the life, when Esther Clark overcomes this world, when she becomes a woman that actually does not make excuses for sin, she's actually holy, separated, consecrated to God. What happens is that then there's a generation that can now come boldly to the Father because of her. Your what I'm actually saying to you is that your commitment to God, your total commitment is actually what's going to allow a generation to come to God. Oh, I don't think you guys love people. You love yourselves too much. It, when Pastor Obi overcomes himself, there's a people that will have the ability to enter and we must enter. I said to you that the world is now pitching their tents on the outer court so they do know of a God but they do not know what he's saying. They don't know what he's saying to them. What heals a generation is his word. So what God is actually saying is that now for your, for your sake and for theirs, you cannot allow yourself to be pitched. You cannot pitch your tent on the outer court. You cannot assume God. You must know him. You must know him, not assume him. So what you must do is that in the place of prayer, you must press in, oh God. You must press in to him. You must give until he responds. You must pray until he responds. You must be in the word, keep in the word, remain in this faith until he 
response you must press into the most holy place because not everyone can pay the sacrifice of what takes a man to get there see only we are the ones that God has called that you must enter the most holy place for the sake of our generation we must enter that most holy place we must get to a place where we can discover what God is saying God please tell me what my generation needs to hear what is your word for my generation it's not the time to be sleeping at all it's not the time it's not the time to be dwelling on the altar God take me in I need the help of your spirit to take me in so that I may discover what you are saying Pastor Toby said the prayer you should be praying is how do you turn this to 2000 what am I looking for God what is your mind what are you saying but he only speaks in the most holy place where it can be one-to-one. He knows that this is a life totally committed to me. This is a life totally totally devoted to me. This is a life that I don't need to share the world with. This is a life that all he's looking for is me. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not trying to be recognized or applauded. All I want it to be is that when people see me, they see God. They know that God still lives because I was able to take the sacrifice and press in. So when we get into the place of prayer, you're pressing in. You're saying, God, I must find entry so that those on the outer may know you. Those that have not yet known you may know you. Lord, get me in there. So God actually says to carry on reading because so that you don't know that prayer, prayer cannot be excitement. I said, you must have an anchor. So let me not pray because I have the anchor. Let it be that you have the anchor too so you can pray. Now go to chapter 5. Go on. Verse 1. Every high priest is selected from among the people. Did you hear that? So the person that's going to relate what God is saying. So in Brixton for example, there needs to be the word of God there. But God finds the few that becomes the priest. They are selected amongst the people. So the reason why you found yourself here is because you are God's election. You are the one that God chose to be a high priest. So now the Bible says, are you there now? Go and read for me. Every high priest is selected from among the people. Every high priest is selected from among the people. Today may God show us who are the priests among the people. Go on. And is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God. Are you seeing that? So God is looking for, this is the New Testament. This is not Old Testament. There are people that are meant to represent a people. So every in this room is the fullness of the tribes of the world. So we have people that are in the entertainment. We will have people that are in the political mountain. We have the people that are in the legal. You represent a tribe, a type of people. You are there to represent them. And God just actually puts this charge. He places this burden on you that you must find your way in. But carry on reading. Go on. To offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. Yeah. He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray. Jump to verse 5. Go on. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest. He did not take upon himself. So we did not choose ourselves. God chose us. This is where we actually, we glory in the fact that it wasn't us that picked ourselves. God chose us for this walk. But then what does the Bible say? But God said to him, you are my son. Today I have become your father. You are my son. But today you, I have also become your father. But that was going to be the likeness of the call of a priest. Go on. And he says in another place, yeah. you are a priest forever in the order of, Mel- of Melchizedek. Verse 7. 
during the days of Jesus' life. So now earth. scripture explains how did Christ attain such calling? How did we have this high calling? The Bible says during the days of Jesus' life on earth, what happened? He offered up prayers and petitions. So when you want to know the works of Christ, I told you that the works of you and I is the labor to enter. Oh God. The labor to enter is the works. So the Bible actually says during the days of Jesus Christ's life on the earth, what did he do? He offered, go on. Up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears. So it's not just offering prayer, it's the attitude of how you do it. How do you offer that sacrifice? How do you pray? The Bible says that the sun, why I had to use this example is because so that laziness can come out of our minds and our hearts or pride. The Bible says that the sun, the only begotten of the father still had to pray with him and Christ. He had to groan. He had to plead his case before the judge. He had to say, okay, yeah, I'm a man, but I need to plead my case. And when he's praying to God, he's bringing to God his word. He's saying that, God, you chose me. You said, this is what you would do with me. This is what he was struggling with God. So Jacob was not the only one struggling. Christ struggled. He wrestled. Go and read for us. With fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Yeah. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. He was heard. When I'm talking to you in this manner, I'm teaching you about the attitude of prayer. That's why I'm actually showing you this. Because the Bible didn't say he was heard because of what he said. The Bible said he was heard because of his reverence. His reverent submission. The attitude he took up in prayer. The attitude he took up in life. So I'm not going to be the one that is spiritual. Only in the session. Or only in a service. My life. So don't let anyone take this away from you. You must be spiritual. You must be. You must be spiritual throughout everything. So I don't want to be someone that is holy here. Because being holy here is actually meaning. It, it, it doesn't have meaning. It's when you're out in the world that you stand out. You are holy amongst all the temptation, but what will stop you from being held bound to death? It's going to be your reverent submission. It's going to be the attitude by which you pray. It's, and you know, you can only pray in that manner if you really believe he will give it to you. If you really believe that your life is in his hands, you know the reason why people don't pray like this? It's because they still believe that, okay, yeah, I need to appease God by praying. But I'm talented, I'm talented enough in singing that my singing can take me there. So they actually believe if I work hard, I will get there. No. Jesus Christ's attitude in prayer was showing us that he fully understood that anything that is good comes from only above. He made us know that he, his attitude. Listen, you wouldn't beg if you were not sure that he's the one that can give it to you. So when he was teaching his disciples the parables, he said that it's like a person who knocked at his friend's house in the middle of the night and was asking for something. And the friend said, you know what? The friend just decided to be reluctant. You know, the father actually is reluctant to a degree to see how determined you are. This is Christ giving an example of how prayer is. He says that the person, because he was unashamed, he kept crying out. He kept knocking. Yeah, so he was a nuisance in prayer. Yeah. But he kept 
asking and the Bible says that eventually that guy will have to stand up and give him for his own peace so today as we begin to pray choir I want you to get ready as we begin to pray what we're actually saying is that God we will not give you rest we're holding him like Jacob held the man we're holding him like Jacob held the man and we're saying we are not letting you go until you bless us remember what was the blessing the name who you always had with you but you did not yet know so you see Pastor Toby always looking at us and saying oh this person is this yeah there's something around us a spiritual man will know the name you are meant to be called but you need to press in so that you can be called that do you understand these things COD we need to press in carry on reading have we finished that so during the days of the life go on during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. Yeah. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Because of his reverent submission, he was heard, yeah? Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. We're going to sing anointed, follow me first, but go on. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation yeah. for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. So this is what God says to us, guys. I want you to get yourselves ready for the place of prayer now. This is what God says to you and I, that if my son had to do it, you have to. But I said I wanted to take you into a scripture, so let's worship a bit, and then I'll go back into scripture.